everyone. Welcome to Janie's Way. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Kim Makti Najara. She tells us about her journey of combining love and tantric healing and her newly released book, Confessions of a Tantric Love. Kim explains the importance of harmonizing masculine and feminine energy and how tantric healing can help people experience pleasure. As a bonus, it also provides simple tools for reconnecting with intuition. What a story! I want to welcome to Janice Way, Kim Najara. I'm so excited to talk with you, Kim. And who, for the listeners who never heard of you, don't know your story, can you please introduce yourself and tell me how everything started for you? I know it could be a long question, but I'm sure you do a great job by do, answering it. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Um, I just wanted to start by honoring the work that you do and your podcast and say hi to your listeners. It's a real treat to join you here today. So very, very grateful for the invitation and the opportunity to introduce myself. So my name is Kim. I'm a tantric lawyer. And what that means is that I've had a dual career, 35 years lawyer and a tantric healer. And I brought the two together during COVID when we weren't able to do much else except be online. So it was a perfect time to it was actually the year before COVID I started to do it. So 2019, I started to work online and it was incredible. It just really, really helped people in a much better way. So combining the skills is what I do. And I've just written a book about it called Confessions of a Tantric Lawyer, a unique guide to magnetize your magical life. And that's available on Amazon and the Kindle version is only 99 cents and the paperback is 14.95 for launch period only special prices till the end of the month, till the end of January. So very, very excited to share that with you. That's exciting. Yay. How long it took you to uh, have, finally have your book uh, uh, out there for the readers? Uh, was that a long journey for you? I feel like I've been writing my whole life and wanted to do it for the longest time. And then I did a write your book in a week workshop with at home with inspirational book writers last June. So I took a week off work, wrote most of it in a week, kept working a little bit while I was working full time and then went to Bali for two months and finished the book, published it last month. And yeah, voila, I've been celebrating my launches just in um, Bali, Perth and Adelaide just before Christmas. Mm, amazing. How's life over there? What's exciting there? Yeah, it is really exciting. It suddenly made life a lot busier. <laughs> mm. how, did, how did you were able to combine? When did it start and what kind of, uh, what was the event that triggered you to combine the two? Thank you. Yeah, so my parents were, um, I guess, you know, it was a lot driven by my mum who um, really initiated me in my journey. My stepdad, they were always um, into conscious communication. And when I was at uni, I was at law school. Um, mum left my stepdad and went to Sydney to do all this different kinds of natural therapies that I thought were off the planet. 
And eventually I realized that um, they were a lot better for my health, that I was overworking. I was, you know, doing all the things that, you know, teens and young adults do kind of work hard, play hard lifestyle. And I was getting burnt out and I had these cycles of kind of where I'd just get sick and I'd be on, you know, like all these products from the chemist and the doctor. And she just showed me that there was another way. So I started my journey in my 20s. I started to do like um, rebirth of breathwork journeys, raising my energy, getting my third eye open and gradually got off all the pharma stuff and never looked back, like just um, became really healthy because I was quite sick as a baby. I nearly died um, and as a young adult, so lots and lots of antibiotics. Um, so it really, really helped me get my health together. And that got me really curious. And then I was offered a partnership in a law firm. I I realised actually that I needed to upskill to better deal with the clients that I was having in the stressful situations of doing, you know, all the things. I was doing criminal law, family law, motor vehicle accidents, wills, like all the, you know, usual things that a suburban lawyer does. Um, and people were really stressed and um, especially the legal aid clients, the ones on, you know, um, government support, low income, that kind of thing. It was it was like out of so out of my comfort zone to start with. So I, I, I just started in my 20s. I started to upskill psychology, counselling. You know, I became a lifeline counsellor um, and then other modalities, Reiki, massage, rebirthing. Then I went to the UK when I was 30 and I did a three-year school of energy healing teacher training um, and I taught at that for three years and tantric tantra was one of the subjects that we learned on that and it was really revolutionary for me. When I left and graduated, actually it was in my year of teacher training, so it was in my fourth year, I started to see one-on-one -on -one a tantric journey therapist in London um, and that just opened my eyes. Like I had, I've always been multiply orgasmic, like since I was a child, I believe it's a skill that I just brought in and my parents were very open, but I'd never experienced like female um, ejaculation. And I also felt that there was more that I could experience to harmonize, you know, the female energy with the men. So I realized that, um, there was a lot to learn in that area. So I started going for sessions and then the um, practitioner Mao was like, well, you've got the skills. There's a need for practitioners in this area. So he trains me one-on-one -on -one. and I just practiced on a few friends and it was actually coming back from um, a trip to Egypt that I, I got to know a um, the world champion freediver for breath holding in England at the time on the plane and he had heard of me and wanted to learn and said he offered to set up a website so that's kind of where it all started. Mm -hmm. How old are you when you, that started when you he set up the website? Oh so I was 34. Okay. Yeah and... so that was 20 years just 21 years ago. Okay. Well, for people that really don't understand what tantric means, can you 
kind of I can, decor? Exactly. Absolutely. It's very understood. People think it means just sex. And actually it comes from an ancient, you know, India and China, these practices. And it means to expand our energy and to weave different parts of ourselves together, like our mind and body with our emotions, our soul and spirit and our energy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do think when you say tantric that you talk about sex, but this is more about sensuality and your your than sex. Absolutely. So it includes all the things. Like basically what I found is that in the western world we're and I think in the world generally we're more resistant to pain, like we're more resistant to pleasure than pain. Like pain and violence is very normalized. A lot of people are just in survival mode, despite the apparently more affluent standard of living than we've ever had. So um, these techniques, you know, it's it's kind of like weaving together. I'm not sure how much of it was known by ancient cultures, perhaps a lot of it by some, perhaps none of it by others. It's one of those like things that where did it come from you can spend a lot of time talking about that but I just was fascinated I felt it really helped me it helped my clients and I started to run with it and I got a lot of support I got a lot of interest in my communities and just from having one website I was able to give up law for a few years and just work as a tantric healer in London in Bristol and Bath in the UK yeah Hmm, that, that's interesting. But then, you know, the tantric word in itself uh, may be miscommunicated and misinterpreted by a lot of people. But then when you add lawyer to tantric, I looked at that myself initially. I was like, scratch my head. What in the world does that mean? <laughs> exactly. So that is actually what I am. I'm an alchemist and I weave opposite worlds together. So... When I got back to Australia, I it was it just easier for me to like, you know, I feel like a lot of these things like tantric healing, they're more known about in um, places like London. Um, but when I got back to my my home state, my home city, there was not a lot of understanding. There was I didn't know any other tantric practitioners. I felt quite, you know, kind of shy in setting up a practice. And I think by that time I'd I'd been doing a lot of Vipassana meditation, which is a slightly different spiritual path. So I sort of put it on hold for for a, a couple of years. And then I came back to it because I started to feel just really blocked in my own energy when I wasn't working with it in the way that I was in the UK. So I retrained with the same practitioner in Thailand and then set up another business which I ran from um, the city that I was living in and I was also working as a lawyer part-time. So that was, it worked perfectly with my lifestyle and it was very successful. I had a lot of clients from all walks of life. Um, obviously the clients that um, were the ones that like would embody the practices and do the home play exercises that I suggested had time to read the things that I suggested that would help them, made the most significant and lasting changes. But the most, um, like most striking examples were people who completely transformed their lives. Like they would come to me broken, depressed, sick, overweight, 
with numerous issues like maybe premature ejaculation or inability to orgasm for women, um, you know, like really debilitating problems that they couldn't really get help from in any other place. And I saw them just come to life, you know, get their energy back, they get their love in their relationships. And, you know, it's connected to our finances as well. Because the more we can receive in terms of pleasure and abundance, it's like this is just energy and we can activate it to manifest through the orgasmic energy. You know, we can picture whatever we want as a desired result and we can change those limiting beliefs through the orgasmic energy and through releasing those negative beliefs and programs from the past. So that's the wonderful thing about it. You know, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to take medication for the rest of your life. You don't have to feel like that diagnosis that you get from the doctor to say that you will be sick forever. You know, like if obviously it doesn't work for everyone. It's not for everyone. I wouldn't say it's a <laughs> it's a magic pill by any means. It does. It's not really. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can I can get any person into a session, and if they're willing to breathe, willing to move, and willing to you know receive touch, even if it's self touch over a Zoom call, they will experience a change in their state, and that will mm. last for some time. And this is something that we're all capable of. So. Mm. It, you know, it's relaxing, it's ecstatic, it's all the things. And it does unpack all the all the things that, you know, all the terrible things that have happened to, to us in the past that we try and put in a box and no one likes to talk about or deal with. You know, you can deal with it at your own pace. You don't have to be re-traumatised by it. You can just gently breathe it out through the pleasure that's experienced um, with the with the breath work. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful work. I love it. Kim, what do you, what do you see from your practice was the most uh, the biggest contributing factor that uh, you feel like causing that for people not being able to experience uh, pleasure? Yeah, so this is a particularly big one for women, I find, um, and for men who suffer from premature ejaculation. And I've had just as many men with body issues as women. So, you know, we both, both sexes suffer from that. Um, the, so it's about regaining our health, regaining our self-confidence, um, just through allowing in, first of all, some some connection, and that can be just eye contact, just starting to breathe together, starting to be willing to talk about what's going on with, you know, with, with inside. And a lot of people actually don't really know, you know, like a lot of particularly women I meet say that they don't actually experience a lot of pleasure and it's a bit of a chore and, you know, a lot of people take alcohol to be able to or drugs to be able to engage in intimacy, to deal with the kind of issues that come up. It's it's very difficult and confronting. So it's, it's a gradual process. Um, like you can get extreme results from one session and also lasting results in my experience, take time. So if you're willing to put in the work to show up for sessions, to do a little bit of home play and to consider that perhaps your life could be different, then, you know, it could be for you. 
how long the session lasts and do they have to is that uh, are you helping them to get into meditative state in order to be yeah, able so, to yeah so every session's different they they're all kind of um niched for my clients so i have a a magic box of of tips and tricks and and i i really do work shamanically which means that I tune into the client beforehand. I try and get to know a little bit about them. Um, so establish a connection, find out what it is that they're wanting, what they're suffering from, what they'd like to achieve. And then, um, like, I guess my session yesterday, um, I, I wasn't too sure what would happen and I thought we might do a manifestation clear. Um, but what actually happened was we ended up doing a kundalini meditation, which is like, to music, shaking, going <laughs> to quite ecstatic music, just shaking like this, dancing, and I was, I, I was just channeling words as as it was coming, like to just to gradually, you know, release tension and expand the heart and just it, aligning the spine as well, just to sort of stand up a bit straight. There a lot of energy gets blocked around the pelvis and the hips and the belly we hold a lot in our bellies um they're a particularly vulnerable area and this is a whole area that's not covered by um you know by by western massage practitioners it's it's actively avoided and perhaps it's because of the fear of of a sexual arousal <laughs> in mm -hmm. men which is you know a common thing um and it's there is a lot going on in our bellies. Like there's a whole, you know, the Taoist Chinese practices are really designed for the belly, for the genitals to help detoxify. So, so coming back to my session, it was it was shamanic. There was breath work. There was um, it was just channeled with some beautiful a beautiful um, recording that I had, and then. Um, my client journaled and wrote some stuff and got so many insights into her business, which she's trying to sell. So she came because she wanted to know about her business. She wanted some guidance. She's wanting to um, let it go. Now it was her dream business and now that has changed. Um, and she wanted to manifest more wealth and abundance so through the session, I was able to see exactly where her superpowers were and identify them, identify that she can charge a lot more money for her gifts that she was telling me about in the session. And she, um, we did some work around attracting the right buyer for her business. So it's really weaving all the worlds together, Jeannie, and mm. that's why I love it so much. It's so applicable to hopefully some of your listeners who are struggling with some of the things that I've been talking about and perhaps are struggling financially as well. That's, that's interesting that uh, what she came to you was for a business issue, basically. Yeah, she had read my book and she knew that um, she she read it in one sitting <laughs> and she knew that she really wanted to learn more. So this was a second session after um, I do, you know, short intro sessions, just tasters where or, or um, online and I'm opening these up for free now. 
Um, so they will be available for your viewers um, just to see if it's for you or not because I, I know it's not for everyone and in that session, if it does feel like it's for you, we can talk about your needs and we can book something in the diary. So what kind of things they could they it could they could be any, just about anything because initially absolutely absolutely yeah. just about anything I've worked with clients from all walks of life and in all sorts of problems and everything is connected so if you have a blockage with your sexual energy and your health you know like or you might your life might might be out of balance you might be prioritizing one area of life over another. So one area is flourishing and another is really in, in a very poor state. So it, the session will help you to get that balance and, and reflect on what achievable, you know, changes you can put in, in micro steps that will be a good foundation for you moving forward for better yeah. alignment. So it sounds to me basically whatever the issue is, is you find where the blockage is and allowing allowing the flow of the energy for the uh, solution that needed for that particular absolutely issue. absolutely i find it really helpful to work with whatever the most pressing issue is on the client's mind so i had another client come to see me this week who had legal issues that she was reaching out to me about she had she was wondering if she had had a had a claim and so we discussed that for a few minutes and then the more I dug, the deeper we got. And then she was talking about some people that she fell out with and how this has happened before and how she's been, you know, the victim of these kind of um, attacks. And then we went deeper and deeper. And I said, well, when was the first time you ever felt like that? And she said, oh, when I was a child all the time. And she was a, a child of a refugee, moved, moved countries a lot, um, and so there was a lot to unpack there. So I was able to refer her to a really appropriate treatment provider that specialises in um, childhood PTSD and works mm. with EMDR, which is the rapid eye movement. So I channel also what is the best step for the client moving forward. It may be to work with me. I've got a variety of packages and offers. I've got a lot of free material on YouTube on my channel, The Tantric Lawyer, um, and maybe not. You know, maybe, you you know, like this client, She there was other referrals that I had for her. So I, I feel that the client's, you know, goodwill is the highest priority and I do put that over just trying to get that money for myself and trying to talk people into my programs although obviously you know I want them to be full I want them to be full with aligned people who I can help that's that's good so uh, what what was it you think was fascinating to you to get into tantric energy it's basically a tantric energy uh, realignment, isn't it? Yeah, so it's about um, really harmonizing the energies within ourselves. It's about that divine union that starts with us, you know, our inner masculine and feminine that's so out of balance on the planet at the moment. So the feminine energy, um, and this may not be true of every woman, you know, every woman embodies the masculine and feminine in a different mix and it will manifest differently, perhaps in different areas of my life. So for me personally, 
um, as a lawyer, I had a lot of kind of overactive masculine energy, which is quite common, you know, that women who get, you know, they call them femocrats in Australia who get into high positions and become like very kind of tough and hard and, you know, can be even more aggressive or bitchy than the men sometimes. Um, and the men that tend to be closed off in their hearts um, and that is true of women as well. Um, but women, the heart energy can be a bit more accessible. So the feminine energy is a little bit more chaotic. It's spontaneous um, and it flows. And the male energy is very directive. It's linear. It's about getting things done, A to B to C. Like give me the steps, you know, give me something practical to do and I'll do it. Like that's your classic masculine energy. Um, so how to harmonize the two is what tantric tantric healing is all about and tantra like weaving those worlds um, you know like there is a war on the planet between the you know men and women the masculine and feminine the me too movement really showed that and domestic violence I don't know about where you are but in Australia it's never been more all over the news than mm. than ever before it's really out of the woodwork, out of the closet, new cases every day, shockingly crippling, and it's costing so much to people, to governments, to all the services that are trying to cope with it, and it's contributing to a lot of disharmony and disease. So tantric healing really addresses that, and having the legal skills as well really helps to make it grounded to make it, to give it that masculine energy, that focus, that structure, and to make it really super practical to know what a person needs to be able to refer them to the right service. Like I've been doing that for 35 years, Jeannie, <laughs> as a lawyer and about 25 as a, you know, complementary therapist, practitioner, healer. So it's, um, it is my superpower. It's something I've been doing for a long time. And as a tantric lawyer, I'm, I'm quite unique. So, yeah, so often what happens is the male sexual energy starts, it starts quickly, you know, and it burns out quickly. So men can get aroused in, in a trice by thinking about it, you know, several times a day is very common. And there's a lot of shame around that as well for men. There's a lot of suppression and that's often what causes the premature ejaculation, the dysfunction is that they've got too much energy and it's difficult to know what to do with it, to channel it in a way that is um, appropriate and loving. And as women, you know, we can take longer to get into our sexual energy. They say it's 40 minutes or something to really get into it. And men can orgasm in about two minutes or one minute, you know, or straight away. <laughs> so, And a lot of women just don't manage to achieve orgasms. I've had women telling me that touching the genitals just feels like, you know, scratching the hand like that or, you know, it's it's just there's nothing. They don't, it's numb. They're not feeling any sensation. So um, this is where the, these techniques are so helpful mm -hmm. just to wake up, wake up the sensation and harmonise the energy. What, what are the, some of the simple tools without obviously touching the certain areas of me before absolutely before the mind absolutely yeah so tim si simple super simple tools for the mind are breath so breathing breathing a bit more none of us breathe enough so we're all 
we all hold our breath so we're all quite tense you know <laughs> guilty as charged especially if i get a little stressed I, I i forget to breathe sometimes i'm like oh, i just need to breathe okay yes that happens to me too it happens to all of us and if you look at a baby you know its breath its belly goes up and down like this always in motion and it's it babies belly breathe and we lose that as we get older we lose that and the breath is the first you know just breathing correctly will change your life breathing more putting on music moving to music enjoying you know enjoying the body enjoying the moments it that is revolutionary in itself smiling saying laughing or emoting <laughs> mm. yeah without any touch at all so um the techniques are through breath is is a really really super important start yeah that sounds like you have to you know do a certain things that help your body get more oxygen and just to feel better like um dancing or any other probably walking in nature i would i would presume absolutely i love walking in nature i do it every day it is so good for us so being with nature being with trees barefoot on the grounds um if it's possible in your environment and even if you can't even if you're in a, in an apartment and you're just sitting on your bed just to to sit there and breathe a little more or put on a music track while you're doing your housework or whatever you're doing is is so so helpful okay it sounds like uh to me the reason we one of the biggest reasons we're getting blockage in our energy that we don't take time to ourself and slow down and enjoy the moment and and relax so even a couple of breaths like you say can change it absolutely so what happens when we don't breathe is we we become quite numb and shut down and it it affects everything in the way we work it affects how much pleasure we can experience it affects our health it actually, we, we all have the power to have a second sight or, you know, intuition, clairvoyance, um, to know it's how we know things. So the breath, breathing helps open up our third eye, which is, you know, this is the energy centre. And often, usually that's quite blocked. We, we're born with it open and it gets shut down. You know, like we see, hear, know things as children that get drummed out of us by our parents with the best intentions, our teachers, etc. So, yeah. Well, do you have a simple tool that we can start opening that up? Because I know it's probably not going to happen overnight. If you weren't, a, you lost it for, uh, let's say, 20 years, maybe like, like little simple things that you kind of, get the awareness back there and just start little, little steps every day. Yeah. So, I mean, I, my third eye opened in my first breathwork journey. So I was lying on a bed and I was doing conscious connected breathing and all of ah, a sudden my, okay. my third eye opened in that session and I started to see blue sky and green hills and I just knew I had to move to the country from this job I had that was really crippling me where I was 
overworked. I felt overworked, underpaid. I was working six days a week. The firm was very aggressive plaintiff law firm. They invented sex claims. So I was doing these sex claims as a young lawyer and it was, you know, they were very adversarial. I was um, arguing cases where um, the client was accused and found later to have made up the story. Um, it, yeah, it was really intense and yeah. I, I, it was wonderful experience as well. And I just knew that there were other ways. I, I felt like I needed to have a better life. And that one session opened up my third eye and my, my vision. So yeah. it is possible for it to happen in one session. Mm. Oh, you, you refer that in that session, you were able to connect to your conscious breathing. What is really conscious breathing? How do you really connect? And you know you connect. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just this is what I did with my client yesterday um, just breathing deeply in and out there's so many ways to do it you know in through the nose out through the mouth or in and out through the nose you know as long as you're doing it it's it's all good there's different yeah it that's the main that I would say that that's a really good start just to know that you're not crazy if you feel um, like you do have this intuition open or if you'd like it to be open that it's absolutely possible for anyone who really wants to and you just know when it's open you just feel different absolutely yeah so for everyone it it's different like they perceive it differently um, when I say I saw, I, I saw it like on a mind screen mm. and every some like it's that knowing we get. I don't know if you've ever had the feeling that you just know when it's going to be a good day or a bad day or <laughs> who might be trying to contact you. You just get a little sensation where a loved one might be in trouble. You just have a feeling. It's that feeling in your bones that... Mm we trust and perhaps don't, aren't even aware of it. And the, the tantric work, being a tantric lawyer, really helps to, I guess, validate people to, to, you know, it reassures them that there's nothing wrong with them. Some people think they're going crazy, um, that they're, you know, their patterns are all bad and wrong and so are they and they're really messed up. Um, and the session helps to just reassure them that there is nothing wrong with them, that they... Mm. That, yeah, and it's that's what's so beautiful about it. Mm. It's more letting go of all these incorrect limiting beliefs and mm. patterning from the past mm. is the key, being willing to let those go and just breathing in pure life force energy and setting your intention. I'm breathing in abundance. I'm breathing in love. I'm breathing in joy. I'm breathing in forgiveness. Um, I forgive all those who hurt me. And just, you know, you can say these things to yourself as you're breathing. I let go of poverty consciousness, of stuckness, of um, whatever it is you need to let go of. You don't even need to know. You can name it if you want um, and you don't have to. It's more like getting back to yourself with whatever tools works for you, sounds like to me, and using some of the certain affirmations with the yes. certain brass. And it's just kind of re, it's almost like retuning yourself. Now, I'm just trying to um, clarify for people that will 
perhaps we'll try on their own and say, okay, well, I need more help. And then, then they have, you know, can read your book or contact you, however. I just wanted to clarify what, what it sounds like to me, what makes sense. Like you, you get in the moment of trying to say, okay, I'm at peace. I want to get kind of starting to feel better and kind of whatever the affirmations you can tell to help you get there. Absolutely, my, Jeannie. Absolutely. You're spot on with that. Yeah. That my question would be was that why do you feel like we're so disconnected with our breathing and our intuition? What happens there? <laughs> Good question. So this is a rabbit hole that I won't spend too long on. I do talk <laughs> about it in my book. Okay. Um, there's obviously big money in people being powerless and, um, you know, the pharmaceutical, big pharma, all of that, big tech, big government, big, you know, military industrial complex is making bucket loads on low self-esteem. No way, really? <laughs> Oh, I have not noticed any of that. <laughs> Maybe I... Okay. <laughs> I kind of know that, I, you know, uh, myself, like you, you combine your attorney experience with tantric low and tantric healing. Uh, I am a registered nurse by trade, and I combine that with entrepreneurial and coaching experiences. Perfect. Yeah. So that's one of the other thing was curiosity for me, how you combine it and how you kind of blended two areas. And that was very fascinating to me. And yes. So, so I've had some pretty high profile or corporate clients and I feel that me being a lawyer as well has perhaps helped them feel a little bit more comfortable with me. Um, I was able to direct them to scholarly research or, you know, well-written articles where they really wanted to know stuff um, about whatever it is they were asking. Um, and, yeah, so I feel like everyone is attracted to the person with the energy that has something that they need. And I guess also because I was brought up in Australia, I you know, very outdoorsy, um, I like to combine routines like we've talked about being in nature. I do hot, cold showers, which are fantastic for the energy where the cold water, especially if it's a cold, you know, really cold day, you can start with warm water because I know it's your winter. <laughs> so I would start with warm water and get really warm. But if you feel like a little energy boost, you can just finish with a bit of cold water. Or if you want to try a bit more hardcore, you can go hot, you know, for give yourself a bit of a immersion and then cold and then hot and then cold, mix it up, see how it works. I do cold water swimming all year round. Um, having said that, you know, it doesn't snow in most of Australia. So, <laughs> yeah, our cold is not like the Northern Hemisphere cold, but it's still, you know, like a lot of probably most Australians don't swim in winter. They avoid mm. it. Um, and that's when it's actually really it's very therapeutic. It's really good for depression, you know, for not getting enough, the SAD syndrome, they call it, where you don't get enough um, seasonal affective disorder. You're not getting enough sunshine. You're not getting enough endorphins. You're not getting enough um, life force energy. So it's very, these practices are very, very helpful. 
So how long in the cold water and how long in the hot? Or is it different for each person depending their tolerance of the hot and the cold? Yeah, I think so. I would say start with what feels right for you. Um, when I started doing it, my teacher would suggest that if it was really cold to warm up first and just to, you know, like put put the cold water on and turn yourself around so you're getting nice cold water all over and mm. giving yourself a bit of a chill and then put the hot back on. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I'm a bit hardcore, so I do like, ice baths and things like that as well mm. whenever I get the chance. You, you're probably familiar with Wim Hof. He is about, a lot about breathing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually met his brother in Perth and did an ice bath with, with him and his partner. So that was thrilling. Um, and the other opposite is saunas. So rebirthing was actually born in a sauna in America. I think it was in the 60s because of the, like the panting. Um, so anything that's hot, any kind of um, saunering, sparring, hot baths, you know, I used to do breath work in the bath very, very re regularly. Um, so, yeah, whenever you get the chance, whatever you've got, whatever you're near, um, I would just suggest for people to make the most of wherever you are and what you feel like you can do. Mm. So how how was the experience with the Winhoff brother? What you guys uh, cold plunge or breath work? <clears throat> yeah, I actually went in a couple of times, um, and then I went in the sea, which was a lot warmer than the ice bath. It was a really nice turnout of people, and I met a couple of friends that I'm still in contact with to this day. And I, I had a chat to his partner and gave they were travelling, so I gave them suggestions for contacts to meet up with for, for where they were travelling to in New Zealand. Mm, cool. Yeah, yeah it was, was very cool. Yeah, I was fascinating what kind of, what work he does. He's, he's definitely a legend with breezing and the cold plunges. Yeah, I think his brother um, is a little, you know, uh, he, he was a bit softer, you know, a little perhaps. Uh, Not so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Not so military or, you know, hardcore adventurer. Uh, yeah, Wynn is definitely hardcore. There is no. Yeah. yeah. Kim, what do you think about uh, the cold dust or a body and the breezing? Is it just waking up our energy or circulation or kind of both? Everything. I think it wakes everything up and there's a lot of scientific research on, on the net as well. You know, you can read for hours about all the research that's been done. Is, how, is that supposed to be daily practice or is it maybe a couple of times a week will be good? I think as often as you can do it is fantastic. Like um, we're, we're not machines, that's the thing. So there's no one, one size fits all. That's why I really encourage people and my clients and everyone in my world to just, you know, tune into your own intuition. And I have very strong intuition as well, but I never like to be the sort of practitioner. I'm not a guru. I don't want to be on a, on a pedestal. You know, we all have free will. The age of the guru is over and the time now is for um, us to be in community, to all support each other and try and empower each other because Earth's going through amazing changes at the moment the systems and structures we've got are breaking down, you know, they don't work. Um, we're here to bring in new things that do work. Oh, new things. If, yeah. you, if you're ready for a change, 
or open-minded or able to adapt and you will love the new things but we we as uh, human beings as an adult we most of us are so set in our own ways so that's why i feel like trying new things like uh not per se a, a whole cold plunge but you know what it would say five seconds cold cold uh, shower to start with so what i would do Jeannie, if i may is i would muscle test for you so that this is another really easy thing that you and your viewers can do is learn how to trust your own higher self your own intuition so there's a sway test which is no is you standing straight does my body want this no or yes, when it moves forward. So when you're looking at that big chocolate donut with all its icing and you say, yum, you ask your body, you just stop, you take a pause and say, body, do you really want this right now? And you breathe and you sit with it. So it's not about right, wrong or prescriptions, blah, whatever. It's like if, if I have a person, I'll say, Jeannie, do I have permission to muscle test for you? How often and for how long should you do a cold shower? And another way is the fingers like this. So this is something called the spiral. The fingers are connected loosely. So yes is no no break and no is no break. So do I have permission to muscle test for you, Jeannie? Yes. Okay. So your question was how often would a cold shower be beneficial? Yes. Okay, one, two. So one, one or two times a week mm. is what they're saying to start with. And for how long should you be under cold water? Um, so I would do it in increments of like 10 seconds because I know it's like really how cold is it there for you now today? What's the weather like? Oh, it's cold, cold rain. Cold rain, the 40s bearing up. Yeah, yeah. So... 10, 20, maybe 20 seconds is what, what your would be a good start, you know, max. Good. But don't, yeah, just see how you go. As soon as you go, I really can't handle this. <laughs> it might make you sort of like yell and scream a little bit and that's all good as well and shiver. You know, this is waking up the body and then you can turn it back to hot and it'll be amazing and you'll go, oh, wow, I've just got a rush of energy. It's a boost of immune system. It speeds up the circulation. It, You know, like everything, it, it's like jump-starting your car or, you know, rebooting your computer. It's like um, a real power boost for the body. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good way to start the day. Absolutely. Uh, um, Kim, did you ever have a situation when you didn't know what you're doing at all, probably early in your career, I would assume, but you got through it anyway. So how did you manage that? Completely. I've had so many moments like that where I've thought, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, this is just hell, actually, you know, like I couldn't. I talk about in my book when I was at a London law firm and I was doing defendant personal injury work and um, there was a death that that the um, practice, like a, a death in the workplace, and there was so much excitement in the firm because it would just mean lots and lots of money. And I just thought this is wrong, like the values are all upside down, like how can people get so excited 
when someone has suffered and died, you know, these families are grieving. Like the the values are just upside down. And um, that was, I think I handed in my resignation shortly after. And now we'll look back on that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not uncommon though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I wish it was, but it's not. So you you had your intuition, developing your intuition fairly early on in your life. Yeah, so I, I think I had, you know, when I was a child, I played with invisible friends. I had invisible, unseeable horses. You were just weird, that's all. <laughs> uh, me and my sister both did. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we both had unseeable horses, dogs, boyfriends. They were all called the same name, but sometimes we swapped. And then I did actually date several people with that, with those names. So that mm. was that was super interesting. Um, and then it became shut down when I had to start being glued to, you know, the books and try and get good marks, blah, 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 in high school and then and uni. And then it started to open up again when I was in my, I guess, early to mid-20s. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But some people may live into their way in their adulthood life and never had developed the intuition. What if one day they wake up and say, I want to work on it? Where should they start? Well, I guess it's just acknowledging, and this is what I do with clients as well, is I do have clients coming to see me and they go, oh, I just want to wake this up and I just don't have any. And then what the session does is it helps them to access it by realising how they have actually used it in the past. They mm. just haven't realised it. Mm. So Interesting. it becomes more conscious exactly. Mm. So I think what you're saying, like we are using it, we're just not aware. If we're not currently using it, like right now when I'm speaking with you, most likely not, but I might because I, I kind of have to tune into my energy. Oh, interesting. I just answer my own question. <laughs> How you know, I was, don't think I am using it, but wow, what an interesting uh, discovery. But I kind of am because I need to kind of feel the energy flowing and say, okay, where does that conversation need to go? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, you're totally using it, Jeannie. Wow, okay. I had... It, it kind of got me there for a surprise for a minute how we don't realize that we're using it. It's just the awareness is not there, me, we, but we are. Ah, that's... Just hmm. the, what you told me before about what you do, how you help people with ma- mindset marketing with money mm-hmm. and manifesting and your background is being a registered nurse. Like you bridge worlds as well and use intuition and mm-hmm. just probably don't even realize it. Correct, because you know, one of the stories, and I don't think I've, I've said that for a long time ago, but it's going to bring the story back when uh, the first time I stepped on a step-down cardiac floor and I had a mentor right out of the graduating from the nursing school. And of course, you t- terrified, like, you, what are you going to do if people in, in the emergency situation? Well, guess what he said? I said, well, how would I know what you do? You know, in school, you just study the theory, but the practice comes with the practice. So exactly. I asked him, how, how do I know? He said, 
you just know. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and I, I have just um, proved it to myself by reflecting on what I just told you before, which was that I woke up in my 20s. And it was actually way before that because when I was a child, I would wish for a horse, for a pony, you know, on every birthday, blowing out candles on every first star. And then I got one when I was 15 or 14. And then when I was um, going to uni, I was 17, I decided, right, I want to, you know, I like the idea of um, meeting a doctor who would be quite smart and wealthy and good looking. And I met one that first night, you know, of the orienteering week and we dated for about four years. And the rest is history. <laughs> Uh, we didn't end up staying together. I'm a I'm a tantric lawyer, so I do relationships a bit differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's I was I'm still kind of pondering what I said earlier, how we don't realize, but we're using our intuition just about every day. It's just the basically we we're not aware of it, and I I was just kind of going back in my childhood in my younger years and I'm like yeah I've been using it I am using it and what I've discovered when we do something new like in my case like podcasting right that I would you just have to you know I, to me brave being brave and it's being able to just knowing intuition is knowing and allow that knowing to guide your decisions and your conversations and your energy so it kind of all sums up together, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's being aware of the body because while you were talking, I scratched my nose. I noticed that. And the nose knows, right? The nose knows. The nose is, um, if our nose is blocked, our intuition is blocked. So the body is speaking to us all the time. That's very interesting. Uh, right before you said that, a few minutes before that, I scratched mine. <laughs> <laughs> is that a coincidence hmm and here we are how many miles away from each other <laughs> but at an energy level there is no separation you know wow. our energy body uh, exactly our energy bodies started to connect as soon as we connected online so we started to probably talk in our astral realm you know in our dream world or whatever and it, it starts then. It's, there's much more to life than just what we see in the physical 3D reality, like that's an illusion. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's there, like basically the illusion is there for control and um, it stops people from really waking up. And even, you know, lawyers, people in government, you know, I've worked with um, high-flying lawyers, high-flying people in government and, and in the corporate world and everyone uses it. And the more consciously they use it, often the more successful they are. Like um, I've got a friend who when I used to brief her as a barrister, you know, like she only needed a very few potted history, potted like details from me over the phone and she would tell me, like what was going to happen in court. And she was always right. And I said, like, 
lawyers go through the motions of, oh, send me all the documents. And, and yes, you know, sometimes you do need to look at all the fine print, but you just get a feel immediately for what might happen in a situation. And, um, yeah, she was always right and she's just been always highly successful because she really trusts and the more we trust that power that we all have, the more successful we all are. So that's uh, that would be a very good uh, lesson for entrepreneurs. They have to keep practicing to to trust their intuition. Absolutely. So I really recommend just following the next aligned step, like whatever that is, even if it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, just follow that next aligned step about the next thing that you need to do and trust, really, really trust that and back yourself. And, um, yeah. How will you trust that in not allowing the, that negative voice in your head that those negative beliefs saying, oh, no, 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 that's the wrong step. Don't do that. You will fail. Well, failing, failing, there's really no fail, failing. That's a totally different subject altogether. But Absolutely. So I say to that voice, thank you for sharing. And I hear you. And I hear that things were scary back then. And you couldn't trust, you, you know, there was like things happened. And you know what? My my intuition is in the driver's seat now. You you don't have to get out of the car. You can be in the passenger seat or the back. And thank you for sharing. But you're not. You you don't have the steering wheel of my of my life. <laughs> you heard it here first on Jenny's way from Kim. She's telling you. Say thank you for sharing. But I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> I I love it. You know, it's, it's so, um, I, I just, I just love it because you don't have to push it under the carpet, so to speak. You don't have to feel bad about it. You don't get upset. I was like, okay, thanks. For, it's like one, it's almost the way you're treating it, It's almost like a friend, a friend that's trying to give you a feedback, but say, okay, I heard you. Thank you. But I'm going to keep going anyway. I love it. It's like a child. If you're a parent, you've got a child and they're tantruming. You say, you know, the healing response is, yes, I hear you. I hear you. You know, like you're okay. You're okay. It's safe to feel that. It's safe to express that. And you know what? We're not going to do that thing that you want, which is your fourth chocolate bar. We're going to go and get some, you know, you know, some healthy food right now. And if you don't want it, that's fine. But that's what you're going to have next. So, or whatever it is. <laughs> you feel like sometimes that's what happens to the people when they're adult is that inner child is kind of like uh it's like i want that chocolate oh i don't want to get up i don't want to make the phone phone those phone calls those cold calls are driving me crazy i'm going to fail all of that is a kind of talk yeah and we all have you know no matter how <clears throat> old and how mastered we get you know we all have those voices it just is a is about knowing that they're not in the driver's seat and I what I find is really helpful like I am a Virgo so I like to make lists is to make lists before I go to bed when I get up in the morning and I'll put the things that I really don't want to do they stay on my list but I'll get easy ones done first and I'll tick them off and I'll go yay <laughs> so you get it you start your day with small wins right 
Exactly. I start my day with tuning into myself. I start my day with um, some breath, some movement, some sound, some just stretching, a um, bit of journaling. And um, yeah, if I, I mean, if I really need to, I'll start it with tasks. Um, if I really need to get stuff done, like there are times where you just, there's nothing else. You just have to put on your big girl pants and you just have to do the things you really don't want to do. I like the way you say sometimes you just have to put your big girl's pants and just do it and, and skip the, skip the breathing. You can do it later after the big task. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this could be uh, a, a lesson for people. If, if you don't have a few minutes in the morning, whatever the big task you have to accomplish, then you can take a few minutes afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like re, re Balance. Balance. Rebalancing doesn't have to be immediately when you get up. It's probably preferable so you can set your day for success. But in some circumstances, like you mentioned, it, it could be what if you accidentally overslept? What there is a big task you have to accomplish. So if, you can do it during the day. Or maybe, maybe you've got dishes that you need to clear and you just need to clear your space before mm. you actually feel like you can relax. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. What, what, do you do a certain things about your environment, like clearing the environment? Is there like a certain things that are necessary in the environment so we don't have blockage of energy? Absolutely. So I love decluttering. I love to... Um, I, I had a feeling minimalist. I'm fairly, I'm fairly simple. Like in some ways I'm a bit of a, you know, a, I'm a bit, what would you call it? Um, I, I've, I'm quite nomadic. I travel a lot and because I love to travel and I love experiencing different environments, I choose not to accumulate too much. Mm. So Therefore, it means traveling lightly. And the more we can take ourselves lightly, even if we've got homes, we've got a lot of things we love, we all accumulate stuff that perhaps we don't like or is lurking there in our purse or our handbag or our backpack or our suitcase or our cupboards that, you know, perhaps we should just pass on to a new home. So doing that regularly, I find is the most important thing. And then beautifying my environment. I love to beautify it. I love to put on, I love fresh flowers. I love uplifting cards, um, all kinds of things, whatever makes you feel good in your environment. Mm. Goes back to whatever makes you feel good. So you can, you can make sure you don't get tense and block that energy. Absolutely. Fresh air is fantastic, mm -hmm. even if it's cold. <laughs> Probably even a little bit better. Make sure, make sure your energy uh, stir up even faster. Exactly. And just trying new things, like trying new things. There's nothing more important for the brain. Like Joe Dispenza, um, he talks about rewiring the brain all the time and how even if it's as simple as putting on a different outfit, you know, changing, mixing up your color scheme, taking a different route to work. Brushing with the left hand because I'm righty. Exactly. Uh, Doing things with your left hand if you're a righty. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I love uh, Joe Dispenser and his story. I have uh, a couple of his books, a big fan. Like he, you're rewiring, you're rewiring your brand, brain. It's, it's like 
he is ex the way he explained it from you know metaphysical ways that there's a science behind it absolutely and chinese things is good for our brain yeah yeah i i'm doing my best to try new things like the other day we we camped in the cold and everybody looked at me it was cold like it went down to 35 degrees initially and that's another thing like we might not think we can do things but if you try you might even like it now if we got any colder i probably wouldn't like it it was cold enough so that kind of it seems like it brought the awareness back to i can do it so now i've tried cold showers before and i didn't really care for it but now it's kind of bring the awareness back to me so i'm going to try the cold showers again and i'm sure this time i may have a different experience with it yeah so i want to just bring the conversation back if i may to the um, advantage of being mentored when you're bringing in change and the importance of it's like if you're planting something um, if you just plant a seed and then it doesn't get the water and the sun and the rain that it needs the and the food, the nutrition, it's going to die. It, you know, weeds will grow. And it's the same with our brains. If we just plant one seed but we continue to think negative thoughts and we don't change our, our habits and our patterns, the change is not going to be sustainable. So that's where people like you and I can be super helpful to people and I certainly have mentors in my life that I tune in with. And it's just as much as saying, you know, like, you're doing really great, keep going, you know, just to have that reinforcement about mm. how you're showing up in your life, you're challenging yourself, you're continuing to show up online, share your offers in a simple way that is resonating with your ideal people. And that is, I think, a key message for all your entrepreneurial um, or would-be entrepreneurial viewers. For sure. I so I so I can't agree more. But absolutely, I have mentors, lots of mentors over the over the years. Whether it were like online books, or personally, I had you know this business coaches. There and 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 that's for more reasons than one because it's hard to see yourself because you in situation another person, especially. Uh, number one they already been where you want to go but also they can see from outside in and you may have a lot of blind spots and you you can and then also it it's for accountability because you know at the end of the day you you need to say it's almost like i have a homework i gotta do so <laughs> and, and it can you comfortable we all have those times where we just you know, maybe eat too much of a beautiful meal or, you know, we might get a bit of backache because we were binge watching the latest Netflix show. Like we're human, we all do it. It's not about requiring perfection. It's just about going, okay, well, you know, like what, where to next and trusting your intuition and trusting that the more you show up in that way, the more that you're going to generate that magic and get that results that you want to see. And it's interesting that I'm talking to you today because it's um, I'm about to go after this call to a dear friend's 80th birthday celebration and he continues to teach yoga. He continues to cook for friends. Mm. He continues to ride his bike and be an inspiration for his community. Mm. So that's my goal, and I'm sure that's yours as well, Jeannie, to continue yeah. to just show up, support your community. And that requires us to be healthy and balanced, and the more we can do that, 
you know, if we don't use it, we lose it. And that's true of every facet mm. of our lives, whether it be our brain or our sexuality or our, you know, our, um, I guess the ability to which we, can, like you were saying before, the plasticity, the neuroplasticity of the brain mm -hmm. and how, how easily we can change. Well, yeah, we, we, sure, we sure can try different things. When you said you have a friend and you're going to a birthday party, a 80 years old, well, remind me of I, Bob Young was on Genie's Way, and he is, I don't know if you're familiar, he is Neil's young uh, older brother. 81 years old, he wrote his first book, and he's still perfecting his goal for a game of golf. And he's writing his second book and now ah, that's inspiration. I mean, I love it. It's like it's like you never learning. You're learning creating. Exactly. So it's important to have good role models. We've we've mentioned mentoring, we've mentioned the work that you and I both do. And that means looking at your friends, looking at your family and going, you know what? I only want aligned people that are aligned with my goals in my life because otherwise if you do your best and you've got a spouse that keeps belittling you and telling you you're crap and you're never going to succeed, like, you know, he needs to get on board or she needs to get on board or, you know, you need to consider, like I would suggest considering at least the kind of messages that you're getting from everyone in your life and just being, you know, don't be afraid to be strong with your boundaries and invite more of what you want in and that mm. way you'll get it. Mm. Boundaries are so important. And one of those things that I, uh, I want to call it New Year's resolution, but one of the things I've been working on the last couple of years in trying to learn to say no to things that are not getting me where I wanted to be, not helping me be the person I want to be, putting more, spending more time and saying yes to things that helped me to be who I wanted to be. That's so I could be writing books at 81 and play and play and singing and dancing and having a good time. <laughs> at any age, Jeannie, at any age, my intention, my strong intention is to leave my body consciously smiling with my loved ones around me. That's so great. that's that's our birthright. It's possible for all of us. Mm -hmm. and and experience, experiencing pleasures. That's one of the biggest things that you're an expert. <laughs> There's so many ways we can experience pleasure. It could be just looking at a flower, mm. you know, or looking at a child or a pet. Painting. A relationship. Exactly. The artworks, we, you know, the space, what we, what we have around us. What I've noticed the people, what I also noticed that people that are looking for beauty, they will find the beauty. Exactly. Too right, Jeannie. What's next for Kim? So um, I am off to this birthday party with my mum who is nearly 81 and she's one of my biggest inspirations. So um, she lives in an arts eco village and has continued to show up and lead her community. Um, even now she gets out there and is a neighbourhood group leader. She was farm coordinator for 12 years and she still continues to share her knowledge and um, get out there and grow beautiful fruits and vegetables and has been such an inspiration for me. So um, I, whenever I'm ill, you know, I know that mum will have, cause she's an, you know, 
trained naturopath, she will have exactly the remedies I need usually in her cupboard or she'll tell me what to get if I'm somewhere else. So it feels like, um, yeah, so that that's what I'm doing next immediately. And other than that, I'm opening up my calendar for um, one-to-ones, taster sessions for free, um, at least for this month. Um, and my my book is available, Confessions of a Tantric Lawyer on Amazon. I'm promoting my book. Um, I'm promoting my services. I'm continuing to show up in as many forums as I can um, and to just ask what, how can I help and tell people who I am. That's good. Kim, if money is not matter, what would you be doing now? Sorry, what was that? If the money is not an issue, which is probably not for you, will you be doing the same thing you do now? Absolutely. Because you're loving it, don't you? Absolutely. I love practicing law as well, and I love learning about First Nations culture. So... I will be doing that as well. I'll be weaving that into my life. Anything uh, you want to add? Any big, the, uh, three to five big takeaways for you that listeners should take it with them? Breath, beauty, alignment, hot and cold showers, and hmm, pleasure. <laughs> Invite more pleasure. Whatever gives you pleasure. Mm -hmm. to me be well well balanced look at the all of the areas of your life and um, absolutely be open to new things and try new things and be more playful that will bring brings it back to pleasure <laughs> too right too right <laughs> can't believe we've actually been on this call for um Nearly an hour and a half. I feel like we could probably talk all day, Jeannie. Yeah, I think so too because our energy aligns. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to connect with you. Such a pleasure to, to connect with you. And I, I can't thank you enough for being here. And anything else you want to add? Uh, be great. Hopefully, hopefully my links will be um yeah. attached to this video and my website the tantriclawyer.com get in touch have a chat and many blessings it's mm. so it's i'm still yeah me me too i'm still fascinating how you connected tantric energy with the uh, lawyer's practice which those two are like I, i'm still like the first time i looked at it I was like how can you even combine that? But the way you, you combine the term, but the the skills and the knowledge that you acquire in two areas is what bring, makes it so unique. And I like yeah. the, the uniqueness is your superpower and you are a prime example of that. Thank you. And just quickly before we finish, I just want to say that I've got a special package called Dare to Divorce, which is for people who... Um, I, I feel that having been a child of divorce and doing family law for 35 years, it's one of the most traumatic things we can experience. Like it's, it can be worse than someone dying, actually. Mm. And that's my specialty superpower. And I've supported people through that to achieve their dream life in America, Hawaii, Northern Hemispheres, um, things like people who are blocked when they want to make a, a claim for um, like child sex, sex abuse, um, I've had clients that were, 
you know, had really top coaches um, and those clients were in America. So don't feel that me being in Australia should be a barrier or a burden. I'm an early bird, so I like to get up early and I can suit your time zone mm. with what works for you. Oh, oh, thank you for all the great work you're doing and I uh, appreciate you being here sharing wisdom and uh, I truly believe people can take some great lessons and wisdom from our conversation today. Thank you, Jeannie. Much love and blessings to you and your dear producer husband. Thank you. away in the background. Mwah. Much love. We'll talk to you soon. And Lots of love. See you love. soon. Can't, can't wait to connect again. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that wraps up today's podcast. My big takeaways are how Kim highlighted the significance of setting boundaries, trying new things, and surrounding yourself with aligned people, as well as discussing the importance of mentoring and the power of sustainable change. Don't miss out on future transformative conversations. Hit subscribe on Genius Way and let's continue this journey of inspiration together. Until next time, keep crafting your stories and reaching new heights. See you!